where do you are they? You're saying this is a movie. Based <laughs> this is on, a movie based on the Bible. A true story. To me, it's the truest story because it's all black people. It's not. That's the whole reason. It's to not. Me, it's now, not. Now, now we got. Because now we got. Now we got historical black. accurate depictions of what people look like in Africa in that time. I do agree with that part for sure. Black so people, what okay, are we talking but, about? But but I'm saying the the actual happenings of the movie outside of it being black. Yeah, it was just a Bible movie that talked about uh, the the thirteenth. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you the log line. His twin brother and his twin brother was who the apostles. He was actually apostle, right? It says struggling to find a better life. Clarence is captivated by the power of the rising Messiah and soon risks everything to carve a path to define existence. Family, happy Friday! Happy Friday, happy Friday, and welcome back to another episode of Nice Watch. I am your amazing, lovely, so smart, so talented co-host, Ernestine Morrison. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Karan Joseph Riley. What up, though? Karan gonna rep the D. That's what he's gonna do for sure. Just so y'all know, just in case we get caught in the dark alley, I'm probably gonna save our life. <laughs> and our voice in the corner is with us. Mr. David Shans is in the building. Y'all, let us know in the comments if you want David to show his face. Please. He just wants to be this voice in the corner. It's killing me. Yeah, my little. presence is felt. Yeah, <laughs> presence is felt. So happy Friday, guys. Listen, uh, this was a week of nice watches for me, for sure. My husband was out of town, so I had a couple days off. <laughs> Got it. And I was Netflixing and chilling, and I watched a bunch of stuff, and I actually got to go to the movie theater. Nice. What's the last time you've been to the movie theater? I go pretty often. Oh, yeah, you go. We, we like to go to the movies. Yeah, but, like, let us know in the comments. Do you all go to the movie theater still? I know I told Dave I was going to the movie theater the other day, and he said, people still go to the movie theaters? I didn't know. Yeah, the movies only came out in the movie theater anymore. I thought they all came out on Netflix and stuff. Like, I'm no. like, where can I watch it <laughs> at the crib? It's, it's ever since the pandemic that has changed a little bit. But the There's big, still few. The, yeah, the big studio stuff is coming to the theaters because again, it's a different kind of a business. It's a business model for them actually. Because if you go to the theaters, this is what people don't know. If you stay in the theater for a minimum of four weeks, you now have an American film versus just a movie that went straight to streaming, mm -hmm. and it gives yourself. Um, the opportunity to sell in more foreign markets. Yeah. So if you got a film that you really trying to recoup on, you made you spend a lot of money on it. It behooves you to go for a theater run, regardless if you recoup at the theater or not. Come on, behoove. You give yourself <laughs> the options to fifty to sixty different international territories versus ten or fifteen if you just go straight to streaming. So it's just really game on top of game that we don't in our community overstand that we need to. But, yeah. Um, but as a producer too, it's dope to say like you have a movie in the theaters. Like, yeah, my movie's in theaters. That's yeah, kind of cool to say. Yeah. It's real dope. Cause I'm about to recoup all this money. Cause I'm about to go in 50 other international territories. So right. yeah, forget all about caring who I'm talking to about this. That, that, <laughs> that money going to come back. Right. <laughs> so I got to actually go to the movies and I actually haven't been in a while. I used to go to the movies literally every, every weekend, week. mm -hmm. every weekend I went to the movies. I would movie hop. I'll see two, three, four movies, but, um, so you were stealing them. You was pirating. I was in my former life mm. before before COVID. Mm. <laughs> Pre-COVID, she was a Pre-COVID, I was for sure still in movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went to the theater and I saw the Book of Clarence. Yes, I did too. I was, first of all, this has been a highly anticipated film. We've all seen the marketing and we know Jay-Z was attached to it. So I was like, couldn't wait till January 12th to see it. It was in my calendar. Yeah. So I went to see it and I... I didn't know what to expect, but I knew that Lakeith Stanfield is a phenomenal actor, so he doesn't miss, so I knew it was going to be good. I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed The Book of Clarence. Yeah. I, I thought it was a certified, yeah. it is a certified nice watch. Yeah, I think everybody should definitely uh, 
tune in to the Book of Clarence, especially of the culture, the people of the culture. Just really, it was a movie for us <clears throat> to see us in a different light, in the you know, in the biblical stories. Yep. And um, you know, I read some reviews on it. Just some people really, it, it threw some people off. You know, they came with this. You know, for the first thirty minutes, I read one review. They say, "Man, I was, I was kind of mad at first, and then I realized how brainwashed I'd been." And mm. I checked myself in the middle of the movie and was like, "Wait a minute." I didn't got brainwashed. Because this is people, how it because used the to people be for were black? real. Yeah, because everybody's black. So in his mind, he's thinking all the way people's white in the Bible stories, which he had a whole reckoning with his black self in the middle of the movie, which made him, he said, now I started enjoying it like crazy after that because was so I was good. like, this is what it was supposed to be in the first place. Yeah. So I think that and part So crazy. My mind is programmed. I literally saw nothing. It, it was not adverse at all for me to see the, the characters in the Bible as black because that's how I see them anyway. Well, that was the only way I was going to pay attention to a Bible movie for lasting longer than 20, 10 minutes. Of, but that's my thing. I can't watch no more foolishness like that. Just saying it ain't going to happen to me. So, uh, yeah, it was amazing. We're not going there, Karan. We're not, not going to go there, Karan. We're not, not going today. Today. Not today. Right. Not today, <laughs> sir. I'm going to stay pulled. I'm going to stay on my, stay on was, my soapbox. He was geared up. I was. I was he getting was geared. geared up. Got to reel him back, Dave. Got to reel him back. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Christ of Nazareth. <laughs> um, so I did find, okay, so let me, first of all, what was your overarching message of the film? What, what did you take away from it? Um, the or what message, do you think they conveyed? The message I took away from it, that God is in all of us and we all have the propensity to be God in our way, in our own worlds, not the God, not the most high number one, numero uno, but it's, it's in all of us. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really a decision that we all have to make in order to be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever path you want to choose, just make it righteous and go in a right path. And, like, you know, Lakeith's character found his path trying to just be something that he thought he wanted to be. And it just it worked out that way. But that, I think that was the message for me. Okay, that's an interesting take. I don't think he took a path of something he thought he wanted to be. I thought he knew it was very clear. Like, I don't believe in this, but I'm about to fake this for this coin. Right. Like he definitely was like, yeah, no, I don't believe in this. I don't believe I don't in God. I don't think he actually wanted to be looked at as the savior or a Messiah. He just, like you said, trying to get the bag. Yeah. And, and in the process of getting the bag with the scheme that he was trying to cook up, mm -hmm. he ended up becoming that, that person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, that was the, that, the hyperbole of the of, of the story where he was like, I just accidentally found myself and got crucified behind it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you understand the history, understand the real history of what Jesus in the Bible said, there's been, there's been history research said that Jesus wasn't even crucified. Not today. Quran. <laughs> not today, Quran. There's, I'm not about, I'm not about to do this. Look, read it. I'm not about to do this. I'm not about to do this with you. There, there's stories that they say that he was not actually crucified. And, and in this movie, <laughs> Dave, it's because he said he said they're gonna come get me in three days. So, but again, Dave, if you, it's if you know giving the, it was a green the, screen of the crucifixion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just green. saying. I'm saying. Though. I'm just saying. But think about it though. If if Jesus really was, if they really told the true story, and the way it was really meant to be, and Jesus was what he was—a man that looked like me, you, um, somebody in that in that realm. What's the logic behind him dying and all of a sudden everybody else is saved behind that? Let's just get out of our let's just get out of our our fairy tale minds and let's get really to some critical thinking here. Really. Okay. If this guy is really that is that boy, he couldn't figure out a way to get off the cross. That it was an assignment that he was on though. 
It's not that he couldn't figure out to get away off the cross. He literally says it. Forgive them, Father, for they know that what they do. Like, it's not like he let them crucify him. Right. He's yeah. Jesus. It was, I, I'm, I'm giving myself to you. Really, I'm letting you do this. Right. For he could have sure. got off the cross if he wanted to. Hmm. I'm on an assignment. I and I that. still don't even want, forgive them, Father, because they don't even know what they're doing. So I'm like, Jesus, I'm giving, I'm letting you crucify me. Mm. Yeah. And you got to call, you got a kid, you got a daughter. She's on a cross somewhere dying and you got the power to get her off that cross and she, she, she stops you. You, but that, that's the thing. I'm, I'm letting you do it. I'm, this is the example I'm showing the world. I'm let, I'm letting myself go through this. Right. My father is letting me go. Actually, my father sent me to do this to show you. So, so the, the, so the example. And then was, my, and then I, and then I rise. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, Dave. Sounds like a good Star Wars the, movie to me. In the beginning of the film. <laughs> in the beginning, I, I just don't go down the lane. It's not because <laughs> because I, I like to hear people say it out loud so they can hear it themselves. Really, I hear loud. it. And I'm very clear on crazy. it. And yeah, I'm, but it's it's not. So the Old Testament actually prophesies how Jesus would die. In the New Testament, so even in breaking his bones, how he was uh, not breaking his bones, um, because like when someone's crucified, it's supposed to break their bones so that they bleed out and they die. But they were saying that Jesus wasn't going to be uh, that the lamb that would be crucified. He would not have a broken bone. He was going to be pierced in his side. Where he's going, all the stuff that happened in the New Testament was prophesied in the Old Testament, so he had to carry he was carrying out the things in the New Testament. So you know but, in those times they crucified people weekly, like like they do T V shows. Mm -hmm. That was the thing they did. Every week, whoever was the criminal that week or the group of criminals, they mm -hmm. got him up on that thing and it was an event. Right. So much like lynchings was at one point. Okay. An mm -hmm. event. They cook out and see who's gonna die today. Okay. Right? So that part made sense to me as far as the crucifixion of Jesus, especially him being a black man, all those white Romans. That's what they did. That was the thing they did. And most of the people they crucified in them days was probably guys look like us too as well. Right. Right. So my thing was my only, my only stance of it is, is where's the real proof that we need to see for, of, of, of it all. We can go to, we can go to the pyramids and find uh, uh, sarcophaguses of, of pharaohs and all these people, but we don't have a sarcophagus of Jesus. I don't know what a sarcophagus is. Sarcophagus, a body. However, a, 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 some kind of some kind of evidence. We left evidence everywhere we did something. There's, there's, there's actually a lot, there's all, all types of, of evidence. Yeah. But okay, so is this the movie? Is it a history lesson type thing, or is this conversation a segue? It's a segue. Or, we all okay. we, oh, so no, it's so both. It's both. It's, it is about the movie because okay. the, yeah, the movie is it's pretty. The movie was about Clarence. I gotta see it. Who was a self-proclaimed thirteenth apostle? Thirteenth apostle. He was the thirteenth apostle. Um, he, he wanted to be, <laughs> he want yeah, he wanted to be a 13th apostle. He did not believe in Christ. He did not mm. believe Christ was a savior. He didn't believe in God. He was very adamant about it. Right. Like, I don't believe in God. Like, yeah. this is funny. Like y'all are these little stories. He's like, he went to Jesus's mother, uh, mother. He went to Mary and said, tell me how Jesus does his tricks. Tell me how he does the works, the, the, the fake miracles and how he does his tricks. And she's like, mm. what tricks? This is, this is real life. And he goes, oh, so you, you're, you've bought into the story too. So basically for me, the overarching message that I got, he, he put an emphasis, the movie put an emphasis in the script. What is greater? Okay. Is, is knowledge greater 
than belief. They kept saying that. It's knowledge. He kept saying knowledge is greater than belief. No, I, I, knowledge is greater than belief. But at the end of the movie. Oh, that's where that question came from. Yes. It's at the end of the belief. movie, because he, he's like, knowledge is greater than belief. Like, show, like Quran, show me the proof. Where's the proof? I need yeah. the knowledge of these things that you say this Messiah, this Savior. Right. Like, he's like, my, in my opinion, knowledge is greater than belief. You guys believe something, but I need the knowledge, right? So he goes through this whole journey of non-belief because he doesn't see the knowledge. He doesn't see the proof. But towards the end of the movie, um, the savior appears, Jesus appears and he starts saving people. He, um, and then some of his witnesses, some of the, the guy who doesn't believe some of his witnesses seen it with their own eyes. I saw Jesus. I saw him perform a miracle. I saw him do it. He's like, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the movie, he's able to actually walk on water. So then he's starting to be, like, he's starting to be like, Oh, wait a minute. Like maybe the savior's really real. Like mm-hmm. he's starting to see for himself. And the, what I got was he kept saying knowledge is, is greater than belief. Who's the he Clarence Clarence Clarence, okay. Clarence kept saying knowledge is greater than belief during the whole movie. Right. And at the end of the movie, the stance still remained knowledge is greater than belief. But now I know he asked him, he said, he said, do you, do you believe in, do you believe in the savior? He said, I know, I know who the savior is. Is it, there's a difference now. So yes, knowledge is still greater than belief. And it's because I know now I've seen it with my own eyes. And to me, that was just a testament of non-believers. Like if you don't believe, mm-hmm. like you don't believe because you don't have faith because you don't, you don't have the knowledge. But those of us who believe, we believe because we know, we know the presence of Jesus in our life. We know the presence of God. So it's like, it's not a belief for me now. It's a knowing. I know the presence of God is real. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the message that I took. It's like you didn't believe at first until you experienced his grace. And when once he experienced his grace, he's like, no, I know it now. You're right. I was right this whole time, but I was right in the wrong way. I'm right because knowledge is greater than belief. And I know it now because I've experienced him. I've experienced the Savior. That's what I got from it. So I was right when I said a knowledge over belief, right? Yeah, but we're both but we're saying we're both right, but in the sense of if you experience God, you don't just believe in God, you know God because I've ex- I've experienced him. I live so in the Cla- every day, so I know God for sure. But so Clarence, who didn't believe in God, right, then experienced him. Then at the end of the movie, like, oh no, I know who God is. And I think that's what was missing in Clarence's journey is that he didn't believe in God because he didn't believe in himself throughout the movie. Once he did this whole journey, everybody started believing in him. He was like, damn, I might really better do something myself. And at that moment of him walking on water, you read the alchemist. You read the alchemist, right? Mm-hmm. When he had to turn the wind to save his life. Mm-hmm. I believe in any moment of our lives, if we really know our lives on the line, we got to figure it out. We will figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what that was really showing us. Um, you, the ultimate, the ultimate knowledge is knowledge itself. To understand yourself and be and believe in yourself. Nothing is gonna ever get accomplished. No miracles gonna happen. Nothing in your life is gonna happen unless you believe in yourself. First and foremost. I yes. think the ultimate knowledge is believing in God. So outside of that, you you okay. God is greater than you. No, no doubt. But God ain't about to give you these lines in the audition. God ain't gonna raise Kobe for you. God be God ain't gonna feed, do all the stuff you're doing. God is God is God, but you still gotta do your thing. Yeah. Without belief in yourself that you are a product of the most high and you are able to do exactly what he is giving you the, the power to do. But see, I believe that the, and even with, in the book of Clarence, the belief in yourself came through God. It came through God. It came through him experiencing God. It came from him doing though, him going through the journey, doing and things happening from his doings is what made him see the, 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 the connection. No, but see the thing about it is when he was fake, 
faking like he was Messiah and doing the fake right. blind and the fake. He knew that it was fake. He knew that it wasn't real. Right. But the difference between him and the real Jesus in the movie was, you know, Jesus actually was, I believe Jesus was the first man who understood everything that we supposed to understand about God, that we're all connected. It's all the same in our minds, our spirits. If you can connect to the, the, all that, your mind, spirit, and everything else, you, Trinity thing, you, you have this, the control over things like God will be, you know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can meta metaphysically do things, you know what I'm saying? Like Jesus went to the desert for 30 days and fasted and did all these things. I believe he's out there practicing out, practicing, working, working his skill set, being within nature, understanding that nature and God, all of it's the same. And if we, the problem with us as humans is we still continue to look at outside of ourselves, but we all connected. The fact that we hear in this, in this well, body I, again, connects us. I, when you're, there, there are believers and there are non-believers. So if you're a non-believer, of course, you're going to have a different perspective, which is fine. But if you're a believer, you understand where the source comes from. You understand who the source is. And that's just what the belief is when you're a believer. But if you're a non-believer, then, yeah, you believe in the elements and the stars and the sky and the, in, in, in whatever. You believe that that's God. And that's cool. But if you're a believer, I feel like if you're a believer, you understand the message of this movie. He didn't believe in God in the beginning of the movie. When God took him through a journey and he experienced God for himself and he experienced God's grace from himself, then he realized, oh, the faith comes from my intimate relationship with you. Now I have an intimate relationship with you because I've encountered you and now I know you. So it's now not just a belief. It's I know you. So the root word of knowledge is no. He said knowledge is greater than belief. The root word of knowledge is no. He now I now know that you are the savior. I now know that you are God. I now know that you exist because I had an intimate encounter with you. But he you. didn't have an intimate encounter. His boy saw it. He never saw it. No, he did. The intimate encounter is when he walked on water. That was that, that was, was an it. intimate encounter. That was with him and solely himself. He still didn't see Jesus. No, that was it. He did at the end of the movie when Jesus came and got him out of the tomb. Oh yeah, and he, and he broke down right. crying because like, whoa, you. That's right. Yeah, it's a knowing. That's right. When you saw when you I had an intimate encounter with you, and that's what Christ to me. That's what Christianity is. When you know God because you have you've had an intimate encounter with His with with God's presence on your life, it's inexplainable. That's some people who don't believe. I'm like, cool, just don't believe. I've had the encounter. I don't have. If you don't believe, yeah, cool. No doubt. I believe because I had the encounter, and there's a knowing. I know for sure Jesus is the Savior. I know for sure that He has had His hand over my life because I felt it. I felt it with my own eye. I seen it with my own eyes. So it's not. It's a knowing that I can't explain to you if you're if you haven't had the encounter. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I got from the movie. Once he had that encounter, mm. and they asked him at the end of the movie, "Do you believe?" He said, "No, I know." To me, that was the overarching message of the movie. So I was asking y'all, do you believe knowledge is greater than belief? But well, the question you asked was knowing or belief, but knowing mm -hmm. in do you believe knowledge, knowledge is knowledge? I think it's in two different contexts. Knowledge is I have a lot of information. A knowing is more of a confidence to me. What's the root word of both knowing I mean, and knowledge? I, I think it's similar. It's the root word of to know, but that's why it's two different words. Mm -hmm. Knowledge and knowing is two different words. So but you, you have might a say, knowledge I'm of God. Knowledge. So you taught me. You taught me something, and it's just like head knowledge. Yeah. But just because I know what you taught me doesn't mean it translates transfers into faith and belief and things of that nature. It could be just gathering information. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know that. Now. Yeah. But I think if we're talking about like a knowing in terms of I know for a fact that this thing is true. Mm -hmm. That's a different conversation. Have you ever heard the phrase, I have, I have the knowledge of God? I have, no, I have the knowledge of God? I mm -hmm. To me, that's just like when you read the Bible and you study, it's like, no, I have knowledge of God. I have, a knowledge, I have knowledge of the word. 
But I don't think people have knowledge in terms of that. I think people have more faith because, like, even in, in to this might be to Karan's point, but um, <laughs> if people don't necessarily know why they believe in Jesus, other than the fact that it's a feeling, it's not like it's not like we can someone you can either hand someone a Bible and say, "All right, show me mm-hmm. who." Christ is mm-hmm. and they probably go to the New Testament and show me all the stuff that Christ said but the explanation that that's the person that we're supposed to believe mm-hmm. is in the Old Testament and we don't know most people don't know that mm-hmm. right so that's not most people they start talking because I know because I experienced them well that's more of a faith thing but it's not it's not backed by anything you know what I mean so you know we we no, have this conversation all the time it's, where, but there are there are literally scriptures in the word that will, that literally exemplify when you have an encounter with God. The word that uh, okay, King hold on, David okay. wrote. Where is it at? The word that King David wrote? Don't Google it. Well, I can't. You don't I, know I, it. I don't know you don't, you don't know. You don't know it. So I can't the, remember them off the top of my head. So you don't know it. You just, you just don't yeah. know it though. No, I know, God, you know. I know God. You know your name. No, I know God. Right. I've felt God. I've experienced God. I, and like when you, certain words, certain scriptures that you read, you're like, oh, that explains that. That's why that happened because the the word just explained it yeah, for me. Yeah, but the but the explain if you read something, mm-hmm. that's not the explanation of it. If you read something, like for instance, so Jesus was born of a virgin mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Uh-huh. Isaiah nine and six says to us, "A son is born, a child is given, and he will be called Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace." I mean, mm-hmm. the Isaiah is writing. About this baby or son that's coming to be born, it'll be called Mighty God. Yeah. So Isaiah wrote that. But there's a lot of prophecies in the Bible that historically things that happened Mm -hmm. that were written thousands of years before it actually happened Mm -hmm. in the New Testament. Yeah. And there's Old Testament, New Testament, even like kind of prophesized today. Not kind of, but prophesized today. Sure prophesized. But my point is a knowledge and a knowing kind of depends on the context in which we're having a conversation. Well, you know I think I mean? in, in a spiritual context. So the whole movie was, I don't believe, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the savior. You guys are talking about mm-hmm. what tricks is, is he doing today? You know what he said? I'm going to learn everything he learned. I'm going to learn the scriptures and, and say the scriptures. And I'm going to start doing tricks the way he does tricks. So there was, there was a few times, like two or three times where he kept saying knowledge is greater than belief, knowledge is greater than belief. And then at the end of the movie, do you remember what, what exactly they asked him verbatim when they asked him the question? Like, do you, do you believe or do you have the knowledge? And he said, no, I know. Do you, you know, money went to the apostles and, that last time. Yeah. Do you remember what right the line now. was? I only watched it once. So now nah, I remember right away. Not the yeah. I'd building. have to, I'd have to pull up what the exact line was, but basically it's a, it's, it's a spirit. It's in a spiritual context. Not like knowledge of like, oh, do you know how photosynthesis and transpiration works? Like, it's like in the spiritual context, and see, it's and what they were referring to as far as knowledge and belief. And that's be where, and that's really where I be at with. It. Like, I can understand all of the metaphysical stuff we talking about, but then it's also like, yeah, let's just get down to the brass tacks of it. Like they say, science is how do you explain? They science is how you explain spirituality to people who don't believe in spirit. Spirituality is how you understand science to people who don't believe in science. Mm-hmm. So they both really one and the same, mm-hmm. but. With science, there is proof of everything. You, 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 you have proof. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to talk about the Bible in itself, it's not the oldest book. Yeah, but the Bible there's also- there's stories that predate Jesus, and talk about a a a, 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 a child, a mother, a father, 
and all of the things that Jesus talked about, it just got repackaged as Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is what I be trying to explain to y'all. It's like you got to read books that predate <laughs> the Bible to understand the Bible completely because it's it's the Bible is a is is a facts of a bunch of other books and other stories that happened, like you said, thousands of years. But before. there isn't any other books that's been able to accurately tell the future. What you mean? The Bible, the Bible is not the first book. The Bible is a, is a copy. Give me a book that's been able to like prophesy the future. A bunch of stuff has been written. Well, the Bible appears ago. to prophesy the future because they stole it from books thousands of years older. Give me the book. Which book? Which book prophesies the future? Talks about all of this stuff. Which book talks about the future? What you mean the future? The Bible talks about the future. It prophesies the future. Tell me another book. What well, a book? Does that. The, do you know why? You know why the Bible talks about can prophesy the future because history repeats itself. History will repeat itself. Give Every me, time. Give me a book. Roman will fall, just like Roman fell, just like Kemet fell, just like Cush fell, just like America will fall. All these places are going to all these, all, everything is going to be repeated. So somebody writing a book now can predict, oh, my God, in a thousand years, he's going to do, 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 And when is the Savior supposed to be coming back? They've been predicting this future for how long? Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about that. Are we, we, we out of date. Something ain't right. <laughs> we, we don't even use the right calendar. So outside outside we're, of we're this, we're not even in January out, right now. Out, outside of this, <laughs> someone please give me some context of the actual movie. This is a movie so about it's a parody, the mo- right? It is a satire. It's not a it is, is a sat- it, it's satire. It's you know, why is it satire? Because it's black people playing Bible roles, and that's why it's satire. No, because it's someone it's, tell me what satire means. Almost like take something serious and make fun of. Not kind of almost mocking. That's it. what someone mocking. told me it was. Yeah, almost mocking that, it. The person said that believes that all the people in the Bible were white. So, so you, so you're well, saying the, well, this is a the reason true why story. I feel like it's a satire me, because it's they the were truest story the Bible ever seen. Really, they Absolutely. were smoking. They were smoking blunts and getting high. Come on, bro. They were... The same stuff. Y'all act like what we doing now is new. Y'all go by the Bible so much. Ain't nothing new under the sun. The Bible ain't new. The Bible just got redirected and changed by people who won history. The next person who in charge gonna rewrite the Bible and control some old dumb. So, so you're saying this was written by historians? No, they were. It was. It was written by the conquerors, the people who conquered people. The movie. No, in life, the Bible no, was I'm written by the no, conquerors. No, no, no. I'm saying, where do you are they? You're saying this is a movie. Based <laughs> this is on a movie based on the Bible. A true story. To me, it's the truest story because it's all black people. It's not. That's the whole reason. It's to not. Me, it's now, not. Now, now we got. Because now we got. Now we got historical black. accurate depictions of what people look like in Africa in that time. I do agree with that part for sure. Black so people, what okay, are we talking but, about? But but I'm saying the the actual happenings of the movie outside of it being black. Yeah, it was just a Bible movie that talked about uh, the the thirteenth. Let me tell you. Who, let and, me tell you the log line. His twin brother. And his twin brother was who? The apostles. He was actually apostle, right? It says struggling to find a better life. Clarence is captivated by the power of the rising Messiah and soon risks everything to carve a path to define existence. That's the actual plot of the film. Basically, it's about um, it's about a non-believer. Self-discovery. It's about a non-believer trying to really find his self-worth and find his identity because he his brother is a believer. His brother is in the is is part of the twelve apostles. Mm-hmm. And his brother left his mom on her deathbed. She was sick, and he went to go join his pack of dudes and run around chasing Messiah. So he had that gripe with his brother. I'm trying like, to pull up. Okay, the if you're supposed to be so of God, how can you leave your honor thy mother, either thy father? So you up here acting like you're an apostle, but you didn't left your mom and you you know you left your mom and I'm out here bad. Mm-hmm. Like so, <laughs> it was a bad. whole whole lot of you know things like that going on. But at the end of the day, 
I thought it was a pretty dope depiction of what could have happened. Oh, this is a, a down on his luck man struggles to find a better life for his family while fighting to free himself of a debt. Captivated by the power and glory of the rising Messiah, he risked everything to carve his own path to a divine life, ultimately discovering that the redemptive power only of, like, that the redemptive power of belief may be his only way out. Mm -hmm. It's really it's really a story of belief. That's what I said. It's that, really to me it's talking to non-believers. And, it's talking to non-believers and it's right. and, and it's almost mocking like okay the non-believers like this, you guys think this is cool and cute and yeah, yeah but I'm going to show you how the his only way out is for him to believe and he actually did believe and redeemed himself of being a non-believer that's to me the message of the movie it's for, it speaks specifically to me to non-believers and me I just thought it speaks to everybody to believe in yourself and believe in God in you and why did, how did well, how did it speak to that how did it speak to believe, the believing yourself it literally sh exemplified like believing in be God and the be Savior. Because I, I watched him train. I, I watched the character journey of Clarence go from a guy who everybody around him believed in him, but him, his boys, his mom, um, everybody, even his, even his brother had a, a, a inkling of like, dude, you such a trick off because you got so much potential to be something, but this is what you choose to do with it. Look what I'm doing. They were twins. So in his mind, he felt like he could understand what he was talking about. But then I saw Clarence, Say, you know what? I'm not going to settle for just being the, you know, the screw up. I'm a, I'm going to do something more. And can I come and be down or not? I'll just show you myself. That he didn't do that, though. He did that to, to pay a debt. He wasn't like right. on this journey. Of, I'm going to prove he literally well, he, had two, he, he had created two, a fake facade so right. he can get money to pay his way out of a debt. Yeah. The debt was the first story. They, but he also had the other the other thing he was working on himself was his own self, his own demons. Was it that proving he was that he was somebody? Yeah. Yes. That was his, that was the second biggest hurdle that he had to get over in the movie believe prove to everybody that he is just not the, the loser brother yeah but he at the end of the movie i feel like the end of the movie shows you his identity was literally in the savior he found it in the savior <laughs> right the right, savior but, literally saved him the savior came that, and took him from the tomb but, like but, but i think that's what i was saying you, your, your savior is you you saw he saw him like okay no, his savior was the savior. It was the Messiah. It was Jesus. Right. It wasn't saying, him. It was but Jesus he, yeah, Christ. I get that. But <laughs> of I'm Nazareth. Saying, right. That was the, that again, you got it. You got to sensationalize and make it all amazing with, at the end. But at the end no, of the that day, was the, that was the message of the movie. The savior literally physically saved him at the end of the movie. And he cried and he bawled and he cried out and he said, I know now I was saved by the, he wasn't saved by himself. He was saved by the no, savior. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the message of the movie. Right, I get it. <laughs> Let me ask you: Were you watching this Quran as inspiration or motivation? Like, yes, Bible movie with black people, or were you looking at it? Oh, it's a pretty good movie. Both ways. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it all ways. I'm looking at it as a, as a, just an artist. I want to see a movie that's good. I want to see performance, and then I'm also looking at the story. I'm looking at all of that. I'm like, um, I'm also taking what I know of of the Bible, what I know of history, and what I've read and what I've studied, and. And I'm comparing it to stuff that's doing, all right, that makes sense. Okay. Just like in the Bible, that don't make sense. Because um, <laughs> let's be honest, man, we all just using our critical thinking here you know, that most people in churches don't use. Um, we, you see, you see some, you see some, what? It's, you get, you have to, you have to see that. If you really just being critically thinking or you're just going to be just drinking all the Kool-Aid, that's the case. What in the movie did you feel like was unbelievable? Um... Well, the end when he when he you know he he, he raised them up at the end. That, that I don't think that that was that was some movie you know, that was movie stuff. That was movie stuff. I thought the cinematography was great. Amazing. God, it was shot so well. Amazing. Set. The they coloring, was... the mood, the 
Yeah. Oh, God, I mean, I mean the movie's so well. top. Let's just it's say top it's tier. Home. Yeah, top, top, top to bottom. Is a, it's a really dope movie. I think it's gonna age well. I think it's gonna it's gonna stand the test of time. Yeah, it's definitely something that we all can look at as a people and 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 find. If nothing else, you find self pride and just seeing yourself on screen in the stories that they use to tell us for a thousand years mm-hmm. that for thousands of years they tried to act like that we weren't even included in life in history. They tried to act like we was. They tried to act like we was the cows and the and the goats and the beasts. They probably thought we was in the manger with Jesus, getting born to a woman who never had sex. And it was it was a lot of things. And three wise men came from the from the thing with this jewelry and all that. If you believe, I mean, that's all these things. It's all all these things are are you know it's, it's cool. But at the end of the day, I think it's a great movie. It's a nice watch. For I think sure. it's a great movie. Um, John Taylor was in it. Yep. Oh, and then I didn't even realize the midway through that the guy um, from uh, Stranger Things was, I was like, oh my God, he's so adult now. Taylor did an amazing job too as a, what's some J. She was really committed to that role. John Taylor? Yeah, she did. She was committed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's a pretty good actress, huh? She's a dope artist. She's a dope artist, I think. think She's she's an all around. Tiana Taylor to me is one of those all around artists. Yeah. Acting, dance, she's creative. Yeah, she's a powerhouse, man. She, I mean, I, like, she's one of those people that's got the rare gift to be able to do all that. You do everything. She can sing, act, dance. Yeah, she's great. You know, she's, right. a, she's, a, she's so a, she's yeah, she's in it. But, um, the right. guy from Stranger, I don't know if you guys watch Stranger Things, but the little boy from Stranger Things is now not a little boy anymore. He's, he's grown up. He's grown up. And I'm like, oh, the whole time I kept looking at him, like, he looks so familiar. I'm like, oh, Stranger Things. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, the one black guy in Stranger Things, he's in it too. <laughs> So and how were you looking at the movie? Were you looking at it as a and the guy from B, a, from BMF Lamar from BMF was in it, but he you know he's but you know he's he's British. He is a cold. And you know he's British actor. Mm-hmm, I know yeah. he is a cold so, actor. Yeah, he is. That man is different. Yeah. He killed that role. He killed this. He role. did. And you know what's yeah, funny? BMF. Though? I really genuinely didn't like him. Because well, that's he's a good as actor. a person. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, yeah, Yo, like you're a greasy. I'll fight you, bro. I'll see you. <laughs> right. But sure. you know what's funny? You catch him off off scene, and he's just talking normal. He sounds like Idris. He like he's the whole <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. He got a wow. spot T and all. Also, Lakeith like, Sanfield played two roles. He played himself brother, and, his, his and his brother. No, Lakeith killed it. I, and you know what's oh, up? Wow. Lakeith is yeah. Lakeith. Yeah. This is this phenomenal. is. I think this is probably his dopest dopest role so far up to this point. He's had a, and he's done. A, a, he has a tremendous, an amazing body of work under his belt already, and. You know, I'm, hats off to Lakeith, man. Hats off to the director. He killed it. Yeah. Um, I was completely overwhelmed by the Jay-Z and D'Angelo song that they promoted on the soundtrack for this movie. Six w- minutes overwhelmed? of D'Angelo. No, underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. Uh, it was terrible. Well, I, man. too, was underwhelmed. Because you see a new Jay-Z. Oh, new well, that's Jay-Z. The wait, thing. what happened? I mean, Wait, what? Wait, well, oh. if you've been paying attention, I've, you know, I've been tracking, you know, this press around this, and they Jay-Z been talking about the oh, movie. Oh, the song. The song that him and D'Angelo have in the soundtrack. Yeah. It. Soundtrack is good, though. You said it wasn't it, it Dave? No, but the song they did. Jay-Z, if Come you're on, watching Jigga. this, I just want you to know that David Shans, he doesn't really approve of the song. I don't approve of the song either, Jay. See, Mr. Suckers, you, approves you, of you every may have, song heard, he made, you may have so. heard of him. I believe Jay approves every song. He, he ain't putting nah, out. Nah, he don't approve it. I just, I just, I do. I think, I don't think he's no, letting anything out that he doesn't approve. No, of. but I heard him talk about uh, even Volume One, and Volume One was one of my favorite albums. But he was like, "Yo, I went to like pop or something like that." I mean, he did. well, well, he he had tell you. I heard that. I think I watched the same interview you watched where he was saying like Volume One probably wasn't his best work because he didn't really understand how to craft the album yet. Like he didn't understand how to craft a whole album, a whole yeah. song. Like he got I better like with his craft. No, we love we loved him because it was the. I think it, no Volume One. Let's be clear. When you Michael Jordan. 
you 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 hard on yourself. Yeah, for sure. You drop thirty five and it's a bad I game. I mean, dog, you win <laughs> you win the championship, the player of the year, offensive player of the year, and you didn't get the MVP. So now it's a disappointing year. That's yeah, what volume sure. one was. Uh, that's how, that's a perfect example. That's what volume one. Volume one, one hundred percent. You too. know what I'm saying? So so you asked Jordan why he didn't win that year. Like he won all that other stuff. I ain't win the MVP that year. That year was not even real. <laughs> Hilarious. What? Yeah. You won every award what? other than that. For sure. And that's You're about to ask something, me. Dave. You said... Um, oh, how are you viewing the movie? Were you viewing it as inspiration? Were you looking at looking at it as an educational thing? Mm-hmm. Or just, yeah, it's a good movie. I think all of it. I think just because where I'm at in my faith, I was really excited to, to see something like like a biblical context. So I just wanted to see where they were going with it. Cause I saw some of the marketing. I'm like, is it satire? Is it mockery? So that definitely was looking for looking at it from a spiritual context, but I also was looking for, for the acting and just the overall production, which all that was great. The production was phenomenal. It was top tier movie. I mean, they, I don't know what their budget was. See what their budget was. The budget right had now. to have been crazy. I'm about to guess. You're a good guesser, bro. I I'll be close you. to, I'll be close. Okay. What do you mean? I'm going to say 50. Yeah, uh, I say 50, 55, 60. Between 50 and 60, I think. I say 50. It's budgets. Let's see. Dun, dun, dun. We 40. need to get a drum roll here. 40. 40 million. 40. Okay, 40 million. 40. It looked like a little more than that, but dang, yeah. No, nah, but you know, yeah, hey, guess how much Passion of Christ was? How? Right. How much? 100. 30. 30 for Passion of 30 Christ? 30 for Passion of Christ? Passion of Christ was really good. That was a really good movie. Passion of Christ is really freaking good. That's a nice watch right there. Did you watch Passion of Christ? It's not better than Book of Clarence. <laughs> Just for one simple fact. Because that the, the, the guy that was supposed to be Christ had was white. Stri- had, didn't have nine ether hair. That's the truth. My point exactly. His hair didn't grow to the sun. What what, it's what, like, what it's spiritual Sam, person hair does not grow right? to the sun? If they said he had, was it Samuel or Sam? Someone in Sam in the Bible has seven locks. That is a black person. Oh, the Bible tell you the whole thing, but then they keep forcing the feeding on to tell you somebody else. That's why I don't trust them. They be lying. They lie. If his skin was of bronze and his hair and his hair was of wool, that's a black person. I can't trust nothing they gave me. (laughs) Anyway, I was watching it for yeah, all of it. Spiritual context, acting, producing. Again, I thought the acting was phenomenal. Lakeith Stanfield. I can't remember everyone's names, but Tiana Taylor, the, the guy from Standard Things, the guy from BMF, they all were brilliant, brilliant. Oh, and the guy from Lupin. Lupin or Lupin? Yeah. Lupin. He, do you watch? Do you watch Lupin? I started. I liked it. I just, that lead I character, he's in Lupin, it too. Yeah, yeah Lupin. He. Oh, they went got. They went got all the hot. Yeah, all the hot. You know, great cast. I mean, the casting yeah, was like hot. crazy. I ain't mad at it. I love the um set design. I love the wardrobe. I love the makeup. I just love how it felt very authentic to what I feel like people in the Bible would have looked like back then, for sure. I just, I just love how they created a world. They, like you said, they was, they was um. Indulging in, in in grass, they was indulging in all the things that we indulge in now. Yeah, oh, they were getting high, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. You think we just started in our generation, right? No, for sure. Or in our time, yeah. anything. That's what I'm saying. It, this movie really was a, a, a telling everybody, like, dude, ain't nothing y'all do new under the sun, dog. Only thing they didn't have in that movie was two ways and goddamn cell phones. Yeah, really. At the end Yo, of the day, um, I just saw this part. It said, uh, per deadline, the Book of Clarence release has stumbled out of the gate. During its opening weekend, it was projected for a three-day total of 2.57 million. With a, f- it was projected for a three-day total of 2.57 million for a four-day Martin Luther King Jr. holiday total of three million. Wait a minute, this, only did three million this week? This only total, did this total is less than ten percent of the movie's large forty million dollar budget, and was the movie opening 
and and has the movie opening at number nine on the weekend chart. Mm. Below break. six older release below six older releases, including Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Anyone But You, Night Swim, Mitigation, and Wonka. Aquaman did six point six million the same week, and that wasn't opening week. This is third and fourth week with Aquaman. But here's the thing. Well, I'll, are we surprised? No. We're not surprised. I mean, I know I know Jay and them not surprised. They can't be because of what the what it's doing is it's all black people in the biblical movie. Yeah, I think for one, it's half the black people in the world ain't gonna believe in it. All the black people in the world are gonna be like, nah, I can't watch that. They got blasphemy. Blasphemy, exactly. Uh, but I also outside of that though, I also think the marketing wasn't that great. It wasn't. Mm-mm. No, it wasn't in my face. Yeah. I saw it because I'm in the world. I'm right. in. I'm reading Deadline. I agree. It wasn't but everywhere. I feel like if you're just a normal person who's not in the industry, no, it wasn't. I in just your, think it, it was wasn't a, in your face. And I also believe it was yeah. an odd release. Like why release now, not earlier? Like I, mean, I like think MLK a, Weekend was the perfect release. I don't know. MLK man. Weekend. Why, every why black not? family in America should have been at Book of Clarence this weekend. MLK Weekend, opening weekend for Book of Clarence. Every black family in America should have been there. Unless you got little kids, because. No, if you had little kids, they should have been there with you. Well, no, it was no cussing. First first off, my kids run around theaters. I tried it. Oh, Kobe does not. It's over with. Oh, Kobe. oh, they don't sit at, oh Kobe sits down through nah, the movie. She gets her that, popcorn. Nah, I just I just think it was an odd release again because I think this movie could have been, to me personally, it could have been in the same group with these award movies like like American Fiction, um, Origin, which if now this weekend, guys, just sidebar, we're going to get back into the it's show. one weekend off. Origin, get back and go see Origin this weekend. Support Ava DuVernay in that movie. It is amazing. That you would, that, that would be an historical educational piece yeah and i think I'm going everybody in the world needs to see origin well i feel like mlk weekend was a perfect weekend for them to launch this film i think that the marketing should have been better i think that black people should it should have been in every black person's face like wakanda like like black panther it should have been well, in our faces we should have been dressing up i think, I think we should have been dressing up going yeah. to movie theater in our I in agree. our clothing in our garb i agree but we then you know. but you would have had to roll back a hundred what is it two or three hundred four hundred years of conditioning yeah, and use the media that they got that they. But I just really don't think that people out. understood what the movie was too, just based off the marketing. I don't think people really like. Did you see any of the marketing, Dave? No, I'm trying to remember how. So I think somebody told me, and I was like, oh, "All right." I think that I think they move. I think this movie was a, bra- a a really brave and a very audacious movie to do, um, because of the world we live in. But second part of it is, I think they were cautious and didn't understand. Like, do we throw a lot of money at marketing because? Even if he did market the hell out of it, like you said, there's going to be a huge group of people, no matter the the, the culture. They're not going to see it because it's black They're people. not going to see it because of the programming that has happened to yeah, them. Yeah, for sure. And even if they wanted to, they was not going to support it by based on, like, they're going to feel like they're betraying their grandma or they're betraying Well, I feel like parents. if they're smart, what they would do now is put hella marketing to it now so when it, that thing snaps on Netflix in six months, because it's going to go to Netflix or or. Paramount. I think it's gonna age plus well. Plus or something. I think it's gonna age well. I think again, it's in the movie theaters here in America. We talked about it at the opening of the show. It's gonna stay in the movie theaters long enough. It's gonna. No, I think that, I think they were only doing like in six months. It's gonna be on streaming. So I feel like for the streaming release, they need to go hard with the marketing. Well, here's the streaming thing. It's got It's it's for it to make that money back. It ain't gonna make it back streaming. It's got to go around the world. Like it's gonna get now. It's gonna get played. Like we don't. We know the American box office, but the international box office is gonna be bigger for that movie. Mm. I guarantee you that that internet, the, the American box office is going to probably end up right around 20 million, maybe 10, 10, 15 million at the end of the run, maybe. And you get another 40, 50 internationally. You good. Mm. And okay. you're going to get 40 or 50 markets because it's in the American film now. 
They should have had all the influencers, all the black, black influencers. They should have put a bunch of marketing money into the black influencers on Instagram promoting this film. And we all go and see it in groups and droves. That's what they should have done. Because yeah. it's a great film. And every person, not just black person, but every person needs to see this film. That's a fact. For sure. It's a, it's a nice watch. Yeah, they need to get Jay-Z's Instagram account and just start DMing the influencers to do it for free. Oh, my God. What? That's it right there. They'll do it for free. David Chance gave you all that one for free. He don't even have an Instagram account. He does. He, yes, he, in, does. he, has he does have one. I thought he took yeah. it off. No, he um, put it back on for this movie and he's still in Oh, oh he came up with a movie? Oh, hilarious. Because he comes up and had like 20 million followers off the rip. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially because he's not as big as Kevin Hart. So. For sure. <laughs> Beyond, it's the, he, Jay-Z <laughs> is the only person that Beyonce is following. So you would think that his page on, wife. pipe up because Beyonce got What's, all the followers. Yeah, pull up his page. Which is funny. I thought I, I thought I knew, on, last spouse. time I heard he had turned that joint off. No, he's got he only has six hundred and twelve followers. He has one post as a book of Clarence, and he's following one, which is Beyonce, obviously. What was it like S underscore C or something like that, right? No, that's Jay Z. Jay Z. Just Jay Z. It used to be uh, like S underscore C or something like that. Yeah, that was the old. That one. was the old one. Yeah, he yo, put it up and then you took it down. He has six hundred and twelve followers. Listen to me, brother. You know what you said to me earlier? Yeah, I still stand by that. Six hundred and twelve thousand followers. <laughs> I stand by that. I, I, again, with I hold on, wait a minute. With Beyonce guy, following him, Beyonce is like has a cult following, yeah, and he's you she's only following point, one. Brother. So you would think that all her followers will follow her one? Nah, nah. Maybe a fraction of her followers. Maybe you know what I mean? Like not all of them, but six hundred. First off, <laughs> he's like I'm about to be <laughs> I would, I, I, me personally, yeah, they say I'm about to catch Jay Z. Okay, hey, they say pick, pick, pick one. I'm picking, I'm picking Jay Z. That wasn't the question though. We so know who we would all the, pick. The question was, well, then, in my mind, it's only world that matters. We don't have to repeat the question, Dave. <laughs> we can repeat the question because we about to segue into Kevin Hart's movie. Oh uh, no, we're Lyft. not because we are yes. running out of time. <laughs> no, Lift. We are going to do Lift. We watched Kevin Hart's new movie Lift this week. Also, Ernestine watched yeah, it. I watched kill it. You. It was <laughs> to me this you. this was not um and this oh, I, I say this in the best way possible without it being, you know, I mean it's Kevin. I, you know, Kevin's a jokester, we joke. But at the end of the day, this wasn't his his best effort out as as a as the superstar that he is. I think um as sometimes you have you know, like Drake, Drake's last album. This was this was very very akin akin to Drake's last album. This movie for Kevin, because mm. I feel like it it was still a Kevin movie. You came out. I don't I don't mind watching him for for an hour and a half do his thing, um, but it wasn't his best because I feel like like Drake, mm-hmm. he's chasing albums. He's chasing he's chasing records. He's trying to make mm. something according to somebody else's internal artistic clock, and I think that. Is what we felt that this movie not being the best of his of his brand of his of his of his career in my opinion, still a good movie. I wouldn't I wouldn't um I wouldn't get a babysitter to watch it. I would I would uh I would watch it with the kids. Not around. I wouldn't get a babysitter. Yeah, this is one of those movies you put on That's while you cooking dinner. Bro. Um, you don't have to sit down and be completely locked into it because it's very formulaic in this in this uh heist in this heist it's format. Definitely formulaic. I thought it was a super dope concept though, like. The concept was um, was phenomenal. I just don't know if it was necessarily well executed on the production side and the writing side. I feel like the writing lacked depth. I think, I think lacked, they lost it with the writing. I think yeah, the, the writing production lapped. side was on top tier as far as like you said, the sets, everything. Was no, beautiful. the sets, the production was phenomenal. The writing was but a little weird ri- to me. The writing lacked um, like development, like character development. Yeah, they, yeah. And some of those lines, they had a couple couple moments in the movie where they could have some unforgettable moments and lines, but they didn't have the characters or the people to deliver them and do it right. Again, the Saint Kevin's best work. But again, 
you hit, it's like, you know, you're hitting, you're averaging 35. You didn't hit 35 tonight, but you hit 25. Are we still winning, Kevin? Yes. But not, we ain't, we ain't, we not, we not, this, this, we might have to go to game seven on this one. You ain't, you ain't, you're not, you're not getting, the, you're not beating them in six on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's still a good movie. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a Netflix quality movie. It crossed all the boxes for Netflix. The production looked great to me. The locations were crazy. It's going to be amazing. It's going to feel big. It's going to be big. Um, Again, um, I'm not disappointed. I just understand life, and and you can't win every time. But uh, this one is probably just not his best, and he's that, that's saying a lot because he had a, he got a, he got a, he has a great a great filmography. Yeah, great filmography. I just think he needs to stay where he where he thrives at. You know, I I've never seen a Kevin Hart movie where he didn't make me laugh the whole movie, which was weird. Mm. I didn't laugh the whole movie from Kevin Hart at all. I didn't laugh any from anybody actually. I don't know if it was meant to be. You, how you gonna have a heist movie without any kind of relief? You you broke the formula. But I don't think he was meant to be the. Comedian. But somebody had to be. Leave. Ocean Twelve. You seen Ocean's Eleven? You yeah. seen all yeah. of the great all heist emotions, movies? my boy. You got you yeah. got I like emotions. emotions. Yeah. That's that's the ones you gotta. If you are gonna do a heist movie like this with an ensemble team, you gotta you gotta follow those, the greats, man. The greats gotta come comedic relief. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. What you mean? I mean, you follow a formula, dude. Unless you if you gonna make a formula. car, you gonna put four tires on it. If you're going to make a vehicle, if you're going to start, you know, again, ain't nothing new under the sun. Dave. You can't well, go try yeah, reinvent you know, the wheel yeah, because but this is what happens. However, right however, now we you got know, a three-wheel a three three car right here. So one, one, of, my, one of my mentors, mm-hmm. he uh, actually I saw him today, and he's like, yo, the way, and he's he's built some of the some of your favorite brands that you mm-hmm. know. He's just, just a brilliant guy. He said, mm-hmm. the where my mind goes is why – haven't they built a car with like just one wheel that just rolls? And he's like, yo, at some point, someone's going to do it. So, someone's going to do the somewhat impossible. Mm. So they're going to make a unicycle. Maybe. <laughs> so again, that's not nothing new under the sun. No, no, no. Yes, it is. Elon Musk said, yo, we're not doing gas no more. No, that's, that's, a, that's a whole nother thing. You got no, a remote Nikola control Tesla car. Tesla talked about this a hundred years ago. Again, nothing's new under the sun. That's not the formula, though. Again, the form, but Elon's car still got four tires on it. There's going whether, to be, whether it's running on gas or not. There's going to be a car that flies one day. One day, maybe we'll see. But it's, it's still going to have four tires of land. You never know. <laughs> you never know. It might be a little little tri joint. The, the, the tri the, situation. That, that means physics does say that can't happen, Dave. Some Yo, things back, gotta, if you thought about, we used to walk. And then we got on horses because they got four legs, and now we're flying through the air. Physics doesn't say we should be able to fly back then. Physics definitely Someone doesn't had say we should be able idea. to fly. Huh? I said physics definitely doesn't say well, we should be able to fly. Well, these little two white boys in Ohio said different, and they made a plane. That's what That's I'm the point. That's, That's what he's what saying. But again, Leonardo da Vinci had wings. He traded wings back in the day. Yo, first off, I'm so upset at Andre 3000, because he... What'd he do? I like the album. He made a, he, really? I did. I listened to it. I, I listened was to, for a, It's honestly what I listen bar. to when I'm cleaning up. Really? Yeah, I like it. I, I can put, see it being... It some, puts you, like, in some type of... It does something to your brain. Because like, he uses acoustics. He uses the uh, vibrations like Janelle K. Yeah. I, I, I did on her last album. Yeah, it put, bars, it put me in some type of trance. I, like, <laughs> I started feeling things. I well, like Because he's actually using frequencies. The whole time he's using the frequencies of those flutes and all those things. It makes sense. Yeah. It's an album if you really put on some like if we having a dinner party it's not a bad album to put on because it's nothing distracting from conversation it's got something mm. in the background it's a great filler of, of, of space okay bad example better example drake drake's last album drake period <laughs> he's hip-hop he's pop 
He's not hip hop. He came Don't in the that. game as a rapper. Don't do that. He came in the game he's as a hip, rapper. He's, he's pop. He's came <laughs> in the game as, as a pop rapper. Pop star. As a rapper. Exactly. Popper. Come on, man. He's but as a rapper, he broke the formula. Uh, now Drake a, did break the formula. Yo, first off, did y'all see <laughs> what most Def said about Drake? He's yeah. not. He's yeah, not. I a, agree one hundred percent. He's not a. <laughs> he's he's he got target music. It's great. It makes. It makes most a little bit of a hater, and I think I think it I makes do not him think it makes him a hater at all. Make him a hater. He asked his opinion. That was his opinion. Art is awesome. That is his day. opinion, but he tried to roast him. No, no, he didn't. He, he just said, kept it a buck. Yo, it was so funny though. Because it's, said, why do you think it was a roast? He said he makes music for, for shopping. Yeah, for Target. Said, I was look, at Target, said, then I heard a Drake song. <laughs> He said, look at all these skews. Look at all the products. All these skews is great. It's great. It's he, said, oh, he said, I love this mall. It was great. It was, and, that's, and that's the feeling you get from Drake. I think it's hate a little bit, honestly. Like, you can put a Drake rap yeah. on. You I don't think most Def is hating on anybody. I don't think most Def is hating on anybody. And I also think oh, Drake, I think you can put a Drake rap on. If you can put, you can put a Drake rap album on before you can put on any other hip-hop star in the history because around your grandmother. Yeah. And then T Pain came and broke the mold. I'm just saying everything. T Pain, I, I just don't agree with broke that, that mold. Statement. Roger Troutman did the thing, uh, the thing be thirty years, forty years before T Pain. He ain't broke no mold. He made it cool. <laughs> no, he didn't. Roger Troutman made it cool. You just wasn't born yet. <laughs> ain't nobody breaking no molds, Dave. That's why I get, get out of here. Be getting broken, ain't no molds getting broken. Molds be getting broken. Bro. Ain't no molds getting molds broken. Be broke What's happening all the time. is, is people are taking stuff that's already been done, making it better, <laughs> or making it more efficient. <laughs> All right. Period. I was going through my my watch list to see what else I watched. Oh, sidebar. I had never seen. Uh, no, no. I can say I never. I say maybe one or two, but some um, original Clint Eastwood films. So I watched High Plains Drifter with Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Great, good movies. Going back, huh? I went back. Like Clint Eastwood, handsome Clint Eastwood with all his hair. And all you got to do is look at his son. You see the young Clint Eastwood, his son. Yeah, so just I like watched. Him. It's amazing. I'm like, wow, that you talking about some reincarnation. Boy, <laughs> his son looked just like young Clint Eastwood. It's amazing. Yep. Clint so, Eastwood's yeah. had one of the dopest careers ever, too, man. And like, he's still at, nine, at 90 something, he's still making movies. I love that. He's, he's still on set, producing, directing. He's 91. Like 80, is he 99? Really? Like 91? I thought it was he eighty. Is he Dang, ninety? Yeah, no, he, ninety-one. Yeah, he's ninety-one. He's still he's still yes. on set right now, p- producing. Yeah, he's directing. a beast. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. He yeah. looks like he looks like The Walking Dead, but he's not there. <laughs> I don't know if I'm watching. There, first of all, there's nobody you know Clint Eastwood slander tolerated on this show. Hey, I'm just trying to say, man, I don't know if I'm watching Walking Dead or not, but it's 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 his working. <laughs> Yo, okay. And this is why we had the conversation earlier about what, what? my agent said. God is wild, <laughs> well, I, again, we, again, obviously we're gonna this, we, but the show might be taking a different, uh, different, different direction. I mean, but so, so, so it's ninety one. Hey, I mean, you can the expect. only reason why the brakes have been on is because you've been sitting there. At, if you had been sitting there, nice watch would have, the brakes would have been off. It'd have been a complete no holes. We're bars. gonna be restructuring. I nice don't, watch. I don't guys. give it a damn about nobody's opinion about what I'm talking about. Oh gosh. If oh you God. Want, if you well, want to book, change it. Thank you all for spending your Friday with us. If, well, you're, if you're watching this what today. Was your, what was your take on uh, Lyft? Was it a nice watch for you? For me, I told you. It wasn't. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was shot very well. Yeah, it was shot very well. See, that I just right, think the writing. That, that, that lets you know right there that she, what she thought about it without, I without think her the writing to it. lacked a little. She's going to give you the Christian commitment. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of in that in that ballpark. We're kind of about love and oh, giving everybody fair, girl, equal yeah. love. Listen, 
The Book of Clarence, go see it. Get to a movie theater. Get some popcorn, old school popcorn. Get you some junior mints, whatever, bonbons, yep. whatever you like at the theater. And go mm-hmm. get a movie date and go see The Book of Clarence. It is a certified nice watch. Um, and we're going to be watching The Origin Origin next weekend in the movie theater. So no, this weekend. This weekend. This weekend. We're this going weekend. to see Origin yes. this weekend. Everybody in this room, go buy a ticket. If you don't have time to go, Dave. Just buy four or five tickets. You can afford it. EJ, you too. Me and Terry going to do it. We've seen the movie twice already. We should, bring gonna, out, we should buy our theater together. I don't need to buy our theater. I'm going to go buy my four or five tickets. Do my thing. <laughs> uh, I'm and support Ava DuVernay. What is that? It's, it's Ava DuVernay's, DuVernay's new, f- new film. Um, um, And I can't see it at the house. Not yet. <laughs> I mean, you Give can get six my months. screener. But if you if you agree to buy the five tickets, I just bring you a screener. You can right. watch it. <laughs> but you got to buy the tickets, though. Oh, right, I got you. So yeah, we just got to support Origin. Again, and and now now Origin, we're gonna talk about already? Yeah, yeah, that's what I told you. We're we're gonna watch we're gonna talk about it next next Friday. It 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 changed my opinion. What's it about? Yeah, Uh, anything that can change Karan's opinion on anything. I'm in. I wanna see it. (laughs) I wanna see it. Well, it changed my it just okay, let me say this. It didn't change my overall opinion to a degree, but it did give me a different lens to see the world through. Okay. Which is big. I I think that's what art is supposed to do. It's supposed to create a conversation, give everybody who saw it a different way Challenger to look at thinking, it. Challenge your thinking, yeah. And origin, but man, everybody, this should be, this should, origin should be in every school. Origin should be in every school from elementary to college. Oh, I'm going to see it. So and listen. I guarantee you the world would be better for it. This is a movie that changes the world if it gets okay. out in time. But I, but I guarantee this weekend, go see Origin. On. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Go see the Book of Clarence. Would love to hear your thoughts in the comments on what you thought the overarching message was of the Book of Clarence. Did you think it was a little weird or different to see black people in the biblical times? Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This weekend, we should all have movie dates. And uh, we'll see you back next week for another episode of Nice Watch with Karan Joseph Riley, myself, and the voice in the corner. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, guys.